Stealer Murder back with another episode in our Season 3 storyline. Tonight, Jameis, Richard, Chris, Stephen, and Marcus join us for another Pulptacular session. This was meant as a short wrap-up to our last session, but gets extended out to an almost three-hour session. I've cut it in two so you don't have to sit through all three hours at once. This is part one to that session. Please join us on our public Google group for breaking news and information on the podcast. Just do a search for Of Steam, Steal, and Murder. But now, on with the show. Okay, so we have another Steam, Steal, and Murder session. Uh, this is session seven of the new season. Not counting Jameis's uh, Tuesday mission, which was kind of timey-wimey and not necessarily in season three. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, today, uh, our players in characters. Richard, tell Hello. us who you're playing. Hi. Vernon Wood... Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not Vernon Woodwright at all. That's the wrong name. <laughs> oh, dear. The identity crisis. I'm Warren Fernand, the hard-drinking freelance war correspondent. Yes, I am. And Jameis. Hello, I'm Jameis. I'm playing Ronald Briggles, the ex-pilot from the British RAF. And I currently have a cough and a cold, so I'm going to probably be muted most of the time. And Chris. I am Seymour Jones, uh, half-blind tinkerer. And Stephen? Playing Vernon Woodwright's uh, master carpenter turned crafty checker uh, handyman. And Marcus, who has his mouth full but can say something anyway. Leon Richter, scientist, alchemist, aristocrat. Oh, he's an aristocrat, huh? Mm. Well, former aristocrat. (laughs) (sighs) Once an aristocrat, always. (laughs) Exactly. All right, so we are going to open. uh, This is a week after last session, the hide-and-seek scenario. I think in this group only, Stephen, you weren't in on that one. Everyone else was? Yes, I believe so. Um, So we open in Edison's floating city on the technology campus that has been assigned to Metapole scientists. Uh, It is a two-building, two-story affair with a skywalk that's open to the air between it. Uh, This is considered to be uh, Metapole territory in Edison City. Edison City is its own sovereign city. And uh, your badges will get you nothing, nothing in the city proper. (laughs) But here... On this campus, you are afforded uh, an extended every courtesy. You're here to tour the facilities as part of your continuing training. uh, And joining you this time, uh, who's not with you last game, is uh, Chris's character. What's your character's name again, Chris? Seymour Jones. Seymour Jones is up here as well, uh, finishing off his his credits for his uh, Chukka classes as well. Now, other than Seymour, the rest of you have an ulterior motive to be up here. Uh, you were tasked I with seeing... I think you're getting that wrong. Seymour was with us last time, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, I Seymour was there. Was with you. Right, oh, Stephen. Yes. What, it's Vernon yeah. who wasn't with you. Yes. Yeah, Vernon was not. Ah. <laughs> I was oh going to say, you've been given the wrong information. Quick, we need to kill Stephen's <laughs> character just because. If, no if Seymour, 
if Seymour is up there for training, does he actually have a gun now? Because um, that would be kind of funny. Sure, sure. Seymour has a gun now. <laughs> <laughs> How many missions has Seymour been on? Um, two. This will be the number three. Oh, okay, no gun yet then. No gun oh, yet. Man. <laughs> And doesn't count if this is a continuation of the last mission. <laughs> yeah. So no <sighs> gun, no gun yet. Um, so Mr. Uh, Vernon is the one who who isn't in on this. But the rest of you guys, your ulterior motive for being up here is to try and find out if you can uh, what this key might unlock up here in Edison City. Uh, you're not given a lot of um, intelligence on that because it's a fairly plain key. Uh, no adornment. There may used to have been a number or a letter stamped on it, long since been rubbed uh, rubbed away. This key has been used quite often. Um, it looks fairly common. Uh, so in itself, the key gives you no real clue as to what it might be used for. Sorry, is this one specific key from the bunch of keys? Or no, this is, uh, this is the special key that had uh, the special uh, metals. Uh, it was ah, made so of... there was only one key on the bunch of key rings that was special. Right, right. Okay, interesting. All right. Uh, so you're up here trying to find out what this key might be used for, kind of uh, on on the side, as it were. You're not supposed to make a lot of... Um... Don't make oh, way. Right, right, right. Because, uh, once again, uh, Edison City is, is a sovereign city of its own. Uh, your your badges only give you courtesy up here, not uh, not respect and or obedience. Um, and we don't know if the key really means anything. After all, you did get it from a bunch of French bombs uh, <laughs> that gave you a suspicion that something may not be kosher up here, which is... Uh, not a great reason to risk the wrath of Edison and crew. So yes, you're so they to... only have this one ship. Do we know that? Uh, you guys yeah. probably only know of the one. Okay. Uh, in the SSM canon, yes, you know there are there are more, but your characters probably only know of the one. I know there were more ships. I didn't realize they were all owned by Edison. However, okay, there we are. So you are on uh, the the bit of territory that is claimed by Metapole up here. Um, two nice buildings, uh, much, much smaller than the campus uh, down below, of course. Uh, and you are being introduced now to a man who goes by Mr. B. Uh, many of you know, well, you, you elder agents, any of you that have already had uh, five missions under your belt and are carrying guns. <laughs> know that Mr. B, formerly known as Beta, is one of the Edison clone, or excuse me, uh, one of the Tesla clones. Uh, he is now head of R&D up here. Well, down there as well, but he spends most of his time up here. Uh, Wasn't he rapid aging and about to die or something? Yeah, apparently that stabilized. Uh, he now sports a goatee and handlebar mustache to make him look a lot less like Tesla. Uh, that makes him <laughs> evil Tesla. Uh, is he the evil clone? No, no, it makes him the alternate Tesla. If you go by the example that Tesla was already evil, then... <laughs> then he's oh, good. he's working up there with Edison, or alongside Edison, or on Edison's territory, so, I mean, he can't be all that good. Um, so, we, uh, you're being introduced to him now. His uh, aide and bodyguard, uh, who he only introduces you to as Joe, uh, 
uh, has two steam-powered legs, uh, some cross bracings that go over his back and such. Otherwise, he looks uh, perfectly normal. Perfectly normal. Is this, who I, yeah. is this yes, now? What guy yes, is. way back? Oh, yep. Cool. <laughs> he lived! The, the check agent that was uh, lost his legs, and uh, he now has, has new steam-powered legs and is now playing bodyguard to Mr. B. Who's the best freaking pilot we ever have? <laughs> Driver uh, as well. So he's uh, he's basically showing you around uh, this small part of Metapole up here. Uh, <clears throat> you since you're in the investigative investigative branch instead of R and D, it's not often that you'll be up here, but you have to you should know of its existence and its basic floor plan. This is all part of your education as you go forward in the Cheka ranks. Uh, you are also introduced to Soraya, who is the uh, liaison between Edison and uh, Dare's camps. Um, she, Her duty is here to make sure that uh, things go smoothly between the two and anything that you need that uh, she will find out a way to get for you. Um, there is not a lot of um, cross-communication between Edison's camp and uh, Dare's camp up here. Uh, they, they do their own things, but there is a... An agreement, and Soraya is the, the go-between. Um, you have all been briefed on her as well. <clears throat> so you're up here checking out this campus. Uh, currently, uh, Mr. B is checking off a clipboard. He's looking up at these uh, several monitors that have a, a gray phosphorus uh, screen on them. Uh, we don't have color screens. Uh, and it, it looks like there's an autopsy room somewhere in this establishment where there is a mummy on a table... Uh, with several scientists that are gingerly taking samples from the wrappings, and uh, he seems to be looking over a few readouts as he checks them off on his board. Uh, do, do I make anything of what I see since I am a, also a scientist? You see a mummy on a green screen. <laughs> I, I, uh, uh, I meant, if, have I heard anything? You know, oh, no. Oh, no. You're your security clearance is not high enough for that, my friend. <laughs> Darn, not yet. One of these days. Right. Uh, so you're coming to the to the end of, of your first day here. Everybody is wearing ID cards, uh, rather large identification cards. There are pictures on them telling you that uh, you're here for the in the in the Tesla camp. You are free to go about Edison City. They've got some very nice night spots, uh, dining establishments, etc. Uh, you're just warned that your Cheka uh, identification badges will uh, not uh, are not uh, worth much up here. You'll be given courtesy, but you're offered no protection from them, nor can you engage in any policing endeavors uh, in the city proper. But you're not confined uh, to the two buildings here. If you wish to. Uh, avail yourselves of the city, you're welcome. There's also dormitories here as well, and a, uh, truth be told, subpar cafeteria. <laughs> That's because they don't have Chef D's up here. Mm, yes, yes. They oh, have food God. trucks that come into the, <laughs> the campus driveway and set up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I reckon the best way we can do this is to split up, so everybody should go in a different direction and make this difficult for somebody who might be narrating our actions. Uh, why are we splitting up and not just asking the obvious person to see if he's familiar with 
any weird doors that might have to be uh, That's his code for to look for bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I haven't, worked, I haven't worked with you enough, sir. You'll learn. <laughs> Why was I called up here anyway? I was busy. So what they work on specifically up here is uh, a lot of technologies that uh, have more to do with the lighter-than-air systems that Edison uses, um, and he's sharing that technology that was part of the arrangement made with uh, Joshua Dare, and uh, as well as other scientific tests that are best done away from ground level. <laughs> hmm. So this is now somebody duplicated the key that we. Made here, so we know what metals it's made of. Ah, no, you know what? You you were able to find two common metals, but then there was an uncommon metal involved, and right. you guys kept the original and uh, swapped out the uh, the fake that you made. Okay. Yes. So, can we show we this to Bright's person in front of us, Mister B, and see if he knows anything about what these metals are and whether that would lead us to any determination of a what the door was made of and b what's sort of stuff might be going on behind the door? Okay, uh, well, first of all, uh, your liaison, Soraya, is still here as well. Is this something you're going to whip out in front of oh. someone that's not technically uh, part of the Czech organization, or are you caring? Um, hmm. I guess not, to be on the safe side for the moment. If you wouldn't mind... Going and doing your duties elsewhere while we have a discussion with Mr. B. We'll talk to you later. Oh, certainly. Uh, if you need a ride into uh, the city proper, we've got a, uh, uh, a bus that uh, takes uh, uh, staff here in and out. It runs every hour on the hour. Um, I'll be down getting some coffee. Enjoy your time. Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm just picturing the bus into Innsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is just the feeling I'm getting. Yeah. Uh. Alright, uh, so she leaves. Uh, you're left here with Mr. B and Joe. Um, you're in an observation room. There are several of these phosphor green monitors about. Um, below you is an operating theater, but it's not the only one in the establishment, as uh, several of the screens are showing you uh, images of rooms that you're not seeing directly below you here. Uh, one of them is the room with the mummy. Uh, several other ones are, uh, you know, uh, you see like uh, an airplane dock where you know, some mechanics are working on some engines. It seems Mr. B is just going down and checking off a schedule, a roster. Huh. So were we told that anybody up here knew what we would, why we were here. No, no. You're the your second part of your the first reason you're here is just to become familiar with the laboratories, uh, just as part of your training. Secretly, you were told told to try and find out what the key goes to, if possible, and keep it on the down low. Uh, how bizarrely shaped is this key? Not uh, the bizarre thing about it was the metals it was made of. It's a very common looking key. Old-timey key, Yale key? Old-timey key. Okay. Uh, so, you know, we're looking for one of those keyhole-shaped keys. Mm -hmm. No, no we're looking for, for a keyhole. We're looking for a keyhole-shaped keyhole. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, 
Why don't we talk to a locksmith? See if they talk- have a, a key that a keyhole that nobody could get into. Uh, because that have- would tell everybody that we are looking for this place, and it might be something that Edison doesn't want us to find. Excuse me, Mr. D. Uh, can you take a look at this key for us? It has some weird metals in there. Trying to figure out where it goes to. Yep. Talk closer to your microphone, um, Marcus. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, who has the key right now? The boss. One of the two bosses. No, I believe that uh, Seymour has Seymour has it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, he takes the key from you. He puts a monocle in, takes a look at it, and says, "Well, it seems to be fairly common. A little heavy. Uh, if you need a metallurgical analysis done on it, we'll need to go to a laboratory." I, he looks at his watch. I've got about half an hour I can spend for you. This way, please. Sounds great. <laughs> and uh, he gets on one of his. Uh, Steam-powered segways. <laughs> oh, not the manual ones like we had. Oh, no, you below. guys get manual ones. He's got a steam-powered one. Oh. Joe's legs sprout little wheels, and uh, he <laughs> powers all along after uh, after Mr. B. Oh, well, so at least it's not a uh, penny farthing. That's all I can say. <laughs> All right, uh, so you uh, cycle down uh, a few hallways. Uh, he takes over a laboratory, um, gets out a few chemicals, and uh, starts a test on it. Uh, he says, well, this will take a few minutes. Uh, in the meantime, uh, feel free to amuse yourselves. <laughs> I'll pull out my notebook and start doing diagrams of Joe's legs. <laughs> uh. He looks a little offended. <laughs> it's like it's not polite to stare. <laughs> well, I'll ask, and then I'll, I'll I'll I will apologize and tell him that they're uh, very masterfully made, and I would like to look at them more if I if possible if he lets me. Still looks a little affronted, but uh, <laughs> doesn't uh, doesn't take it any further than that. Um, That's fine. <laughs> A few minutes later, uh, Mr. B uh, turns around and says, well, uh, yeah, two of the compounds are you know, very, uh, very common. This third one is, must be the one that you are interested in. Uh, if you look here, and uh, he flips a switch on his microphone, and, uh, or excuse me, on his microscope, lights a, lights a candle, uh, which uh, projects a, a little uh, beam onto the wall so you can see what's under the microscope onto the wall. He's got it kind of broadcast there for you. It says it's a very interesting structure. It's not truly a metal, more of a crystal. Uh, definitely grown. Very high tensile strength. It seems to have some uh, electrical properties. Uh, he can't it back to you. Uh, we think that it opens a door somewhere on... On here, you wouldn't have happened to have seen a door that was locked with sort of electricity flowing through it. Well, not here on the campus. Uh, everything here is uh, punch card. He shows you, uh, you know, several punch cards that he has on a ring. Uh, all of our doors are you know, use various uh, punch devices, uh, so that key isn't anything on uh, Metapole property. As far as 
What may or may not be on Edison's lands? Uh, well, I've never really been outside of these labs. Uh, well, no, that's not entirely true. There's a very nice tobacconist that I often uh, visit, as well as some very nice places uh, to grab more cultured cuisine, but uh, I haven't well, really... Oh, that's a tool. <laughs> but I have not gone on more of a, uh, a sightseeing tour of Edison's wonderful city, so... I can't say if this is a common thing or not. Uh, Soraya is probably the best person to ask. Does it give off any kind of signature? Detectable signature, I mean? Radiation of any kind? Not at all. It's very passive. It seems to respond to a small electrical stimuli, if you'll note. And he uh, applies a small current to it. And you see the crystalline structure on the screen uh, change a little bit. Ooh, interesting, interesting. I'm taking notes. How uh, close does the electricity have to be administered to the key for that effect to take place? Mm, it seems to be contact. It seems these other two metals here are uh, uh, a cathode and an anode. Uh, you apply it thusly, and uh, he shows you. <clears throat> so these two metals are like a sheath over this crystalline substrate. It would add an extra level of security, wouldn't it? Yes, yes. Um, oh, it's a fascinating piece. Uh, uh, does vintage the... look uh, to the housing. Uh, but, alas, nothing that's used on this campus. Question, Mr. Oh, B. Uh, is it safe to touch while it's being charged like that? Oh, certainly. The handle is insulated. Uh, the... Uh, the rod, however, I wouldn't touch there. Uh, but you know, he shows he's applying the current to it, and he's uh, he's holding the uh, the the end piece, uh, the ornate piece. He's like, uh, yeah, this is the handle's insulated. You mentioned multiple times that'd be nothing on this campus. What about somewhere else on this uh, floating island? No, oh, as I said, I I have not uh, wandered very far from my labs here. Uh, to Seedley's, who is an exceptional tobacconist, and a few of the dining establishments, as, as, as far as I've got. Do you know I ask else? again, do they get Gawas? <laughs> they can get everything, my friend. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, Mr. B, do you happen to know someone who's within the Cheka organization and keeps a Cheka, you know, keep quiet and hear about this and would know more about this city, you know, so that we could talk to and maybe they've seen something. Well, officially, Cheka uh, are not able to perform uh, their duties upon the Edison campus. Uh, it, it's not uh, within the agreement that he worked out with uh, Mr. Dare. Unofficially, I'm sure they probably do have some people installed there as to who those are. I'm afraid I'm in R&D and uh, those records aren't available to me. I looked to my boss. Those records be available to you? Not at the moment. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, you guys are low, low on the totem poles. <laughs> oh, I check everybody's IDs. Because I've forgotten to do this. Oh, no, what a horrible disaster. I checked oh. 
Again, uh, Soraya is probably the best person to ask. Uh, while she is uh, in Edison's employ, she has uh, been very, uh, very useful uh, to us at smoothing over diplomatic issues. Uh, she has a very close relationship with the Dare family, uh, as well as the Checo organization. I understand uh, that uh, the Cheka helped her out of a bind not too many years ago, so she may be uh, useful to you uh, and still be able to keep uh, modicum of secrecy. Mm. Soraya, you say? It's a risk. As I said, she is under the employee of Edison, but and he shrugs and says it's a key. Where did you come about it? Uh, well, what, what's his providence? Know? How well do you know, Soraya? Oh, very well. She was instrumental in uh, us negotiating this uh, land uh, treaty here for the laboratories. Uh, she has been very helpful in, uh, well, in everything that we need to make things go smoothly between uh, Edison and ourselves. Uh, she's managed to get us uh, all of our uh, our laborers here. Um, to get them vetted and uh, to both uh, Edison's and our approval. Uh, I've known her, well, uh, very well. Uh, being that I've seen Soraya, how old is she, description-wise? Late, late 20s, maybe very early 30s. Uh, youngin, about the same age as my daughter. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, well, gentlemen, shall we reconvene to the bar? Uh, let's see. Um, no, none of you guys are security cleared enough to know more about Soraya. <laughs> uh, special agents and everything. Not enough <laughs> clearance. Nope. I would, <clears throat> I would like to ask what? Soraya... Um, if she knows a bar that the Edison techies usually hang out at. Yeah. Oh, well, she's not here, so you will have to go and find her. You dismissed her. <laughs> yeah. You know, when we find that's, her eventually. That's not a bad idea there, Seymour. I like it. Well, uh, she did say that there were buses leaving from this campus into the city every hour on the hour. Uh, you could also ask any of the workers here. Um, it seems to be this is a 24-hour operation, people coming on and off shift pretty continuously. Okay. Oh. I, I uh, turn to uh, Ronald Biggles and Warren. You guys have your flasks topped off? Uh, I don't think it matters if their flasks are topped off or not. I, I turn to Seymour. <laughs> Son, you have a lot to learn. <laughs> oh, These no, guys... I mean that they will always be willing to go. Well, no. And get a drink. It's... They might not have enough. Trust me. These guys are functional alcoholics. They need constant alcohol in their stream. Otherwise, they're worthless. <laughs> I, I, I will nod my head. Okay, I get ya. You hear neither of the other two disagreeing with this fact. <laughs> That's because they're drinking right now. <laughs> yeah, they're drinking. They can't. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I just, just ugh. Ah, I lose my words. I mean, he hadn't had a drink for an hour, and he forgot to check my ID. I almost had a draw on him. <laughs> he probably checked your ID when he first saw you. So now that he's with you, he doesn't have to check your ID. He has to check my ID every time he sees me. <laughs> You'll you'll have to learn that lesson too. Always check IDs. That's the way. Well, look, we, okay. So you think you want? Why do you want to find Soraya anyway? Uh, and to ask about this uh, place that you can look for that I am not explaining very well. Why do you want to go and find the bar where the technicians go? Because they would probably know about a door that they have problems getting into. Right. And you want... We should not ask any questions about a door. We'd have to be more serotypous and come at it sideways. Oh, absolutely. But I'm not, you know, I'm not the functional alcoholic that works best in the bars. So I figured (laughs) if we go there, the people that are good at it will be able to do it. They will be able to get the information. Well, if we get them nu- get them drunk enough, just might work. Right, and, and I figure you talk which, to Soraya so, because she might drunk? know. Um, question: Which group are we getting drunk? The technicians that we're going to ask questions to, or the functional alcoholics? Both. Both. That's what I thought. <laughs> so let's go to the bar. It doesn't matter which one, honestly. No, it does. Mm. I think, well, uh, I I mean, think we're on the floating city, so. Oh. Well, well, we asked Soraya uh, about the thing, like I see more suggested, because that's a good idea. Mm. Well, if you guys uh, head down to uh, the bus uh, depot, uh, there are several of. Uh, you can see that. All of uh, the people from Metapole all have the tags, uh, you know, saying that they you know, they work here at the establishment. Uh, they're they're registered as Metapole citizens. Uh, you see some workers that have the same type of badge, but they are uh, you know they're they're stamped for Edison instead. So it seems like a lot of the the lab workers and the uh, the workaday people, the people that keep your doorknobs clean and your your floors shined, all are from Edison's camp. But anyway, there's a mix of them waiting over for the bus stop, and uh, they're all talking about uh, the latest game, whatever that might be that was just played on the radios, <laughs> and uh, everyone's uh, talking about uh, what might be playing at the bar tonight. Um, you hear the name of Tommy Knockers being uh, thrown around here and there. It seems to be the bar that everyone likes to go to after hours. But eventually, uh, a double-decker bus does uh, drive up. Um, is it? Is it? Is the bus red? <laughs> the bus is not red. It's sky blue, actually. <laughs> the top uh, deck is open to the air. Um, and uh, the, the lower deck, of course, is enclosed. It's a nice day outside. A little cold, a little, little on the chill side, but uh, it's not raining or anything, so several people do pile on up there. Uh, yeah, uh, I want to I be on the top. 
complete. Question. Does the driver have either a fishy look or a birdie look? Uh, there is no driver. Uh, oh. It seems that the bus is automated. Ooh. Uh, uh, then, we can't have, then we can't have the true infinite experience. <laughs> All you craft people uh, looking around, you see that the bus actually runs on uh, embedded in the street is kind of a, a single track. It seems that the uh, the bus runs along this track. Um, kind of like a trolley car. Yes, except for it's not uh, actually attached to... Um, like it's not like a train track. The track is kind of embedded in the ground, and it kind of follows it. Uh, it, it seems to have uh, some some kind of device that is able so to scale extracts. Yeah, there we go. Interesting. Do I imagine that? Uh, well, is it kind of like a third rail? Do I imagine? Uh, well, it's got to be getting power from somewhere. You know, they don't use broadcast power up here for the most part. Good thing my shoes are rubber soled. Yes. No, they're leather. Damn. <laughs> Avoid stepping on that rail, gentlemen, just as a precaution. Chris, you're starting to robot a little bit there. Um, so, yeah, you guys all pile on. Uh, at least one of you is taking the uh, the top. Anyone else up there? All you, you're all staying together. Uh, I will likewise take the top to take in these sights and to better look for... Uh, you know, suspicious people following us. Sure. This is late evening. Uh, everyone up here are apparently uh, dedicated smokers and many cigars, pipes, and cigarettes are brought out uh, <laughs> to add uh, a, a, an aroma to the, <laughs> to, the, to the clean sky air. Uh, as the bus takes off, it, uh, it actually runs at a pretty fast clip. Um, it seems like traffic up here is geared so uh, the other cars that you see following along, uh, there are very few personal autos. Almost everyone uses uh, these types of trolley buses, if you will. Um, and they are all set so that they're zooming past each other very quickly, but they all seem to be very precise in their timing. So you're whizzing by other buses with, you know, barely inches of, of space between metal as they <laughs> screech by one another. I keep my arms within the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, I want to sit near the front so I don't get all the smoke. Mm-hmm. There are you notice there are a couple of vending modules up here uh, that take uh, coins or some kind of punch cards that some people are using on them to get uh, hot beverages, cigars, cigarettes, uh, a few snacks here and there. I will ask somebody to take a look at that punch card thing. Hello, I'm new to the city. I have no idea what that thing you're using there is. Could you perhaps tell me or demonstrate it or? You're picking out one of uh, Edison's men or one of uh, the Metapole guys? Somebody who has a card. I don't okay. know. Sure. Uh, this guy happens to be uh, one of uh, Edison's guys. He says, oh, yeah, yeah, it, uh, you can purchase these. Uh, most stores, uh, they it loads on uh, directly to uh, your bank account and uh, just makes things very easy. Uh, you've got one right there, actually. He points at your badge. Works pretty much the same way. Uh, you notice the bottom of your badge, there are a couple of notches. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the, you uh, you guys have a line of credit. Oh, okay. Overhearing this, I examine my badge punch card. Uh, what uh, skill would it require to know about punch cards and such things? Um, 
just to know how to use them. Everyone knows how to use them pretty much. I mean, just crafting. Well, but if you're trying to uh, discern information from them, no, you would need alchemy. Ah, okay. Uh, alchemy includes Babbage machine use. <laughs> you're saying I could get information from looking at my cards? Well, if I... you have a computer to read it, sure. I mean, yeah. otherwise, you yeah. really, yeah. How hard is it to in, uh, looking at like kind of my cards? How hard? Would it be to actually copy the edges of those? Not difficult. Yeah, that's Just from a cursory examination, how different does my card look from Warren, say? Um, if you just kind of line up the edges of your cards, you notice the notches aren't exactly in the same place, so they are different. Like one or two lines are different, or? Uh, most all of them are different. Okay. So the uh, cards, the cards do seem to be unique. All right. Hmm. Interesting. Not knowing exactly, but I... Keeping this internal monologue and keeping it to myself, I imagine that uh, the cards can be used to trace our transactions. Because that's what they do. They make transactions, and therefore there's a record of it somewhere. Or at least that's my thought on the matter. And I'll share that with my compatriots at a later time. If they hadn't figured this out for themselves already. All right, proceeding on. Uh, they got booze in those there vending machines. Mm. <laughs> How much of a line of credit do we have? Uh, who are you asking? They didn't tell uh, us this when we were doing this. So, somebody from uh, the Metapol. Okay. Oh, reasonable. Uh, it all depends on your department. Let me see your ID. He looks at it and says, ah, yeah, pretty well, much. Hey, let me see your ID. <laughs> Not when you, his badge is on his shirt. He shows it to you. Uh, he's a, basically a, a low-level tech. Uh, he says, oh, well, no, you're, you're in R&D. Uh, it's within reason. I mean, you know, if you go out and um, buy an airplane, they're going to bat an eye. But otherwise, yeah, it's pretty much car table lock. <laughs> I, I kind of glance over at Warren and Biggles and, and just think bar tab. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's already so accounted for in the, in the accounting. They, they just write it off as working expenses. Now you guys got department cards there. Uh, most of us workers just get a stipend on ours. It's not bad though. It's good work. Hey, I'm Jesse. Seymour, hand up and shake his hand. Oh, nice to meet you. You guys uh, come up from... Uh, he kind of points down. Yeah. So, uh, visitor passes, huh? So uh, you're working on that new project that came in? Well, we really can't say. But what oh. have you heard about it? Well, enough to know that I'm interested, but uh, there's only a few of us that get to work on it. I just smile. Since some of us are a little luckier than others. Ah, yeah, yeah. I never get the good projects. Smokeless tobacco. That's what they got me working on. <sighs> Smokeless tobacco. That's like non-alcoholic alcohol. That's what I said. Ah, but apparently there's this whole movement about not smoking in restaurants anymore. And, you know... <sighs> Don't they know uh, it's been uh, 
Surgeon General approved. That's what I said. They need to keep up on the latest literature. I well, swear. you know how these fringe groups get. They they get behind some cockamamie scheme and they get all the whole, oh, the city should be dry. No one should be drinking. Drunks cause problems. I mean, come on. Where's the science what? behind that? What? What are they talking about? Why haven't I heard that? What? <sighs> Drunks cause all the fun. That's what I said. Mm. All the same, we can grow ourselves new lungs or whatever else it is that gets damaged, that they're saying gets damaged by... Oh, that's Herbert's project. You should talk to him about that. Now, what does Herbert do? won't you need a new liver for your alcohol? I was talking about the smoking. Oh, yeah. Smoking causes problems? Actually, that'd be French technology to regrow organs. Are you French, are you? No, no, no. Herbert's working on that whole mechanical line. You might have seen Joe, Mr. B's, uh, Mr. B's aide. Sweet set of legs. Well, they're working on replacement hearts, replacement lungs, eyes, the whole deal. I got it. Are you saying where, that? Where we- is Mr. Herbert? Ah, uh, he looks around. Ah, uh, he must have been on a later shift tonight. So, uh, you really can't tell me anything about the project? Well, it, it all depends on which project you're talking about. You know, which project are you really talking about? Well, that new one that Mr. B brought in. Uh, the oh. one that flies? Uh, he's starting to look a little suspicious. No, no, uh... Maybe we we're not talking talk. about the same thing. We can't talk about that project. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I uh, understand. By, by the way, do you know a good bar, you know, where we can meet some, you know, local people, techie, you know, that type of group? Since you seem to know this place a little bit better, and you obviously know where to go, do you know a good bar like that? Yeah, you know, most of us are heading. Down. Most of us are heading to a place called Tommy Knockers. It's a great place. It uh, caters to a lot of the Flyboys, uh, you know, us from uh, from uh, Dare's crew, a little bit of everything. It's uh, it's open 23 hours. They close one hour to hold. They close one hour a day to hose down the bar. Uh, anybody from like Edison's group go there? Or oh like yeah, that? yeah. It's, it's a favorite hangout. Um, I, I don't know how much you know about the city up here, uh, but uh, it's basically a launch platform. Uh, this is how a lot of uh, stuff come in and out. Uh, why you guys down there are so stocked with uh, some great items, and well, it's even better up here, let me tell you. But we got cargo planes coming in all the time. We got flyboys all over the place. Uh, this bar, this is where we pretty much all meet uh, because of the hours, you know. We got people yeah. coming in all the time, and yeah, most of the city, yeah. most of the city shuts down around oh, 10 o'clock ish or so. They got this whole. Uh, whole thing where, where they're trying to, to conserve energy, something about how the plants work here. They, they don't have that broadcast power like we do down there. And, uh, you know, so things are pretty much lights out around 10. But Tommy Knockers, uh, since uh, they're kind of integral to uh, this 24-hour shipping thing that's going on up here, they got a special dispensation to be open 23 hours. Great bar, great bar. You got some good entertainment every now and then. You got a special liquor or a, a brand of a smoke you like. You can pretty much find it there. It's a great place. 
Wonderful. That sounds like a good place to go. Don't you agree, boss? I do need some new pipe tobacco. I don't trust these machines too much. Oh, if you're I... looking for tobacco, you want seedlies. They're the best. Seedlies? Yeah, yeah. Where's yeah. that I mean... at? Oh, well, uh, he's, he stands up, and he's almost knocked over by uh, <laughs> the wind, as, uh, and he grabs a little rail bar, and he's, he points as uh, you guys go whizzing by. He's like, oh, that block right over there. I make mental note of it. <laughs> hey, uh, we're going to be over to Tommy's pretty soon here. Uh, next, uh, next couple of stops. Uh, come on in. I'll, yeah, I'll spot you guys a beer. I mean, well, not that you need it, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let me buy the first round, guys. Sure, Jesse. Sounds it, sounds grand. You're a good man. Uh, out of character, is Bert going static for anyone else, or is that just me? Uh, I actually seem to be hanging up every now and then, losing connection. That's been pretty stable on my end. Uh, how about the rest of you guys? He did sound a little statically, uh, staticky while you were talking just a moment ago, before. Uh, he doesn't sound it, But it's, you're he fine does. now, so. Yeah, you're fine now. It's just, uh, I've dropped, uh, twice and just reconnected without a problem. Oh, well, there we go. Well, uh, the bus slows down. He says, this is our stop, guys. Come on. Let me introduce you to the crew. And a bunch of about 12 guys get off. And he's like, yeah, this is shift 13. Say hello to the new guys. And everybody's like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and uh, they trundle into uh, Tommy Knockers, which has got this big neon, neon greenish sign that... Uh, it's just lit up across the entrance. Uh, you notice that uh, pretty much just like right behind the bar, uh, there is an airfield. Uh, and there are a lot of people kind of coming and going from Tommy Knocker straight over to the airfield. But uh, yeah, Jesse uh, brings you all in with the group. And uh, you guys take several tables near each other. And it seems like uh, this, there's this shift of people can all kind of get together and have a drink before uh, turning in. Uh, and so they, they order around for everybody. Uh, Jesse apparently is one of the shift bosses for his section. Uh, orders the first round for everybody, you included, and they get some appetizers sent over. Uh, the inside of Toppy Knockers is very, uh, it's got that whole brass and steel and kind of art deco look to it. Uh, the ceiling is painted uh, a brilliant sky blue with uh, you know, clouds that kind of seem to move around on the ceiling. Um, they have tables set up with hookahs, uh, their, uh, waitresses going around, uh, selling cigarettes, different pipe tobaccos, etc. Uh, they're all dressed up to look like, uh, they're like in, um, air, air flight mechanic uniforms, but they're cut like short shorts and, uh, the they're all dressed list, to look like what now? <laughs> uh, like, um, air, air, uh, or hmm. airplane mechanics. Ah. They got like the the jumpsuits on, but the the you know they're they're cut off at the bottom, so they're very short shorts, and they don't have arms on them. Uh, you know, just kind of exposing themselves a little. Uh, but they're kind of walking around, smiles on their faces, uh, selling various things. Uh, this area also seems to be very big on automation, uh, as all the food places you can get a waiter. Uh, but there are also like automats, like uh, you go and put some coins in a slot or. or or plug in your punch card, and there's all kinds of hot and cold foods that you can select uh, from a menu of choices on these machines. 
okay, everybody, uh, give me notice rolls for the scene. Got a two. Uh, what are we rolling again? Notice. notice. See what you notice. Oh, it's going to take me a while. <laughs> Seems like I got booted out. I see nothing! Oh, man. What's the command for roll again? You can just push the button on your screen there if you've got. There's no a button on the screen for him. If you go to the cogwheel, you should be able to find a thing under macros. Yep, you okay. got to show macro quick bar. Oh, there yeah. it is. All right. Thank you. Submit. Three. Ooh, hold on. Okay. Uh, is that everybody? No, I haven't done it yet. Okay. This is an awesome looking bar. Ooh, I should go get that sandwich. I've been needing a sandwich for a while. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to that vendor mat. Yeah, that's probably what it is. You're enthralled Four. by the automat machines. It's like, this one's got nothing but pies. Pies. Why don't, <laughs> why don't we have one down there? This would make this would make it so that I could stay on the job longer and continue doing research without having to leave. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Chris and Steven. So uh, well, uh, both the crafters. You notice that uh, there are several. Uh, guys coming in that still have their leather uh, leather helmets and uh, goggles on, obviously flyboys. Uh, and you actually see that many of them are wearing keys around their necks, very similar to the key that you have. Hmm. Am I sitting near Warren or Biggles? Uh, I assume you're all at the same table. Okay. I'll point it out to both of them. And... You know, kind of like you know, go talk to them. They have they have keys like, like what we're trying to find. Uh, Vernon makes mental note oh. that Seymour is. Nope, you cut out there. Seymour. Yeah. I assume that's Stephen dropping. Yep. Yeah, that was me dropping. You heard me drop then. Yep. Yes. You drop In the middle of a sentence. Uh, first time I was speaking. Or was it? Don't know. You were in the middle of saying something. and <laughs> It's not important. I was just going to say, yes, yeah, Seymour is doing a good job so far. <laughs> yes, he is. That's good. Well, shall I... Uh... Huh. Ronald Scales. Oh, that is a real fly. <laughs> uh, having actual resources, resources one, I uh, pull out a couple bills and say, why don't you go buy some rounds for these guys? I don't know that those would be legal tender up here. Would they? They must have an exchange right now, I guess, actually. Mm -hmm. It still doesn't mean that they would take them up here. Use your punch card if you can. Yeah. If Use your punch card if you have to. Phil's Jesse card. has uh, gotten several bottles delivered to the different tables, and he uh, plops a bucket uh, in front of you guys. It's got three chilled uh, bottles in it. It says, <laughs> uh, this is a favorite. Give it a try. This, uh, 
<laughs> he goes, uh, this comes from a pretty long distance. And he pops one open, and it's got the smell of kind of licorice to it. He pours out into several glasses onto your table, and uh, it's like, well, to the new guys. Everybody on the shift is like, yeah, new guys. That's a triple yeah. A whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Nope. It's double A whiskey, not triple A. That's what we get now. The uh, the label on the bottle's got like a, a pyramid and uh, you know it would, looks like a, you know, a sand scene and some uh, uh, like palm trees in the background, and uh, it's called Sahara. Oh, interesting. Thanks. Uh, I pull out one of the other bottles uh, to ostensibly admire it, not having taken a drink yet. Uh, casually check to see if it was tampered with while under the pretense of, hmm, who makes this beer? Oh, the, uh, the, the foil wrap and cork is still on the top and it's still got the twine waxed, uh, seal on it. Doesn't, you know, doesn't appear to be tampered with. But, uh, Jesse is, he opened, uh, he opened a bottle, uh, well, he opened one of the bottles on your table, poured him around, poured himself around too from it. And he's like, you know, to the new guys. <laughs> And has he drunk yet? He did, yeah. Look, I'm going to hold myself to the one drink. Yep. Uh, very potent. It has a very strong kind of licorice anise taste to it. I'm sorry, I missed that completely. <laughs> it has a very strong licorice and uh, anise, A-N-I-S-E, mm-hmm. flavor licorice. to it. Yep. <laughs> very strong. Anise seed? Is yep. that what you're talking about? Yep. Mmm, quite tasty. You're a gentleman and a scholar, Jesse. Well, we should share this around. More for the other guys. For the new guys! And, you know, <laughs> That's us! Woo. Yep, everyone's more than willing to thought toss back shots for any reason. It's Tuesday! Woo! <laughs> I check my toss watch. Toss back Tuesday. I check my watch. There's probably a bomb going off in Benapol right about now. <laughs> Close it, put it back in my wa- pocket. I look around for the uh, prince who we should be guarding as it's Tuesday. <laughs> uh, is anybody with us? I mean, uh, did they stay or did they crew, offer yeah. us? Yeah. You uh, you got several tables kind of just all together there. It seems like the the different shifts kind of stay together. Um, you don't know if it is for protection or just out of comrade, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So you have several table of you guys here, and uh, you know the the liquor keeps flowing. Some people are eating, some people aren't. Some people look like they are definitely dedicated drinkers. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see. I was having trouble coming up with a reason to go over and talk to those people with the keys on. But I suppose if somebody were to accidentally stumble into their table and spill their beer... Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Let me... Well, buy a uh, place Warren, uh, you're confident in your ability to drink men under the table, yeah? I mean, I don't do it professionally or anything... Uh, well, uh, we're Metapol, then they're Edison. Maybe we uh, somebody ought to challenge them to a drinking contest. Hmm. 
Mr. Biggles could probably do that. I mean, we got two strong contenders right here, you and Biggles. Or would that actually be a physique skill and uh, whoever has the highest physique would pull it off best? <laughs> I don't know. I suppose you could tap the aspect as well. Oh, yes. Not at all. But yeah. Um, hmm. It'd be well, a ice that nothing else. Do you think that might be a thing to do? Drinking on the job for reasons? Doesn't matter, win or lose. Mm. They have alcohol in the cafeteria downstairs. So drinking on the job is okay. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there is there is no violation for drinking on the <laughs> job at all. Now you know uh, performing some boneheaded maneuver on the job while drunk will get you <laughs> some demerits, but being drunk is no thing. Bills. Biggles is muted because of his, uh, I think he said he had a cold or something. Yes, I understand mm-hmm. that. So I was just wanting yes, a yes or a I'm no. just thinking about things. All right. I got a much more fun idea. By all means. Biggles, Biggles grabs a bottle. I'm just remembering my trouble here, okay. Uh, wanders over to the fly boys. That's not real flying. Let me tell you stories about some real flying that I did. <laughs> what was your trouble? You're looking at me. Oh, <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, fine it is. Yeah, all right. Uh, we'll take a fate chip. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> How many should we start with? Self-compel, three. Three. Well, uh, minus any if you, you've taken extra stunts, but three is the usual. All right. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, hard drinking pilots, and you come over. Uh, did you bring your own bottle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of them looks at it and says, "You call that crap drinking? Have a seat." Vernon, what uh, you guys are put up with? Yep. The guys still have their leather skull caps on. They've got the uh, the the flying glasses up, and you know their faces are all dirty and smudged from the diesel and the uh, smoke fumes uh, from the from the engines. And uh, there's three of them here. Uh, they're pretty stocky guys. Um, they uh, all of them have little patches on their left arm. It's uh, freeway cargo haulers, is what it says. So it's a challenge then. <laughs> I was in the war. I did real flying, not just flying cargo like you, you guys are doing. It's not real flying. You're not real pilots. And Sultan, too. <laughs> one, of the, one guy looks at the other two next to him there. He says, oh, just because you got shot at, you think it makes you a pilot? And he uh, he puts a you you got your little like uh, your your tumbler that you've been uh, drinking the alcohol out of. You see he kind of swats it aside so it falls off the table. It sl- you know breaks on the ground. And he slams a tumbler in front of you. You know it's a like a bourbon sized glass. And he uh, pours out from a bottle they got on the table. Fill, fills it all the way to the top. He says, I'll "Start you drinking. Let's hear your stories." Okay. Down it in one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. That's uh, going to be some kind of roll. Let's, let's have a physique roll. What's physique? It's a skill. It's a skill. What's it is physique? The, it is uh, strength and endurance combined into one. Good for it. I don't have anything like that. 
You'll have, uh, might have to tap a car, uh, your hard well, drinking so you pilot. First. Wow. You don't have to tap. Yes, yeah, 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 get a four. That would be pretty useful. Right. <laughs> yeah, with a minus two, you're just going to black out and fall under the table. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll chip that. All right, so uh, you're going to do it as a reroll. Reroll. In which aspect are you tapping? Grizzled Drunk on next pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, minus four. If I get a minus four, that's what I'm sticking with. It. All right, oh, so at a zero, uh, you would still be conscious, but you're definitely drunk. Yep. That's fine. I'm to go with that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the guys, uh, the guys, uh, wait for just a, uh, a pause in breath for you to slam it down. And then, you know, you're still standing there. Your eyes are glazing a little bit, but they probably were to begin with. Mm-hmm. And uh, one nudges the guy next to him. He's all right. Then pours you another and says, well, I see your tails. I go start talking about the time in the war. And I was in the RAF. Uh, right, yeah. So yeah, they get they get more chummy with you. And it turns out that yeah, they're they're cargo haulers now, but uh, all the guys spent some time uh, uh, in the air force, and uh, you know they they have got similar tales. Uh, you guys uh, may have uh, been very close to passing one another's acquaintance uh, at a time or two when you go over your war histories. Were they in the RAF? Uh, yes, they were. Oh, yeah. Actually, they may have even heard of my unit or what happened to me then. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> That's not a good thing. So you guys commiserate for a while and get good and drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and loud. Very loud. But you're not the only table loud. It seems like getting drunk is the favorite pastime around here. People are keeping it fairly civil. Lots of broken glasses getting hurled around, but uh, no one seems to mind that. Uh, there's several people going around with dust pans and brushes cleaning up very quickly. Uh, what are the rest of you guys doing? Seems like your companion has gotten to a roaring drunk <laughs> at a nearby table. That wasn't a big leap, though. <laughs> uh, Vernon uh, is happily watching his, not quite his plan unfurl, but his plan unfurl. Uh, ice broken. Uh, he's keep. Uh, Looks about to see if anybody suspicious has come in or not. Everybody's suspicious, so the answer is yes. Uh, well, uh, four suspicious guys just uh, came in through a side door. They're all carrying what look like violin cases or some kind of instrument cases, and they seem to be heading uh, to this area that's been kind of dark the whole time with a uh, covering over it. You know, looking closer, it looks like there's some kind of like uh, fencing, like a chicken wire fence, perhaps. Uh, Ever since the case of the First Lady of Metropole, never trust the musicians again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it seems to be a group of musicians is starting to set up. Uh, you guys are, uh, this is later, uh, you know, this is going to evening now. It's starting to get a bit dimmer outside. Still still light, but it's, the sun's starting to go down. Uh, they all have violin cases? <laughs> yeah, they all have large cases. And, okay, uh, different cases, though. Different cases. They're all okay. very large. Uh, keep an eye on them. Half an eye as I look around, trying to... Uh, and I ask, uh, what sort of... Uh, you know, my friend, he fro- I start up a... Uh, with Jesse, more or less. Pointing over to Biggles, who's getting drunk and roariously loud. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're saying what? About it. 
before being kicked out unceremoniously. Drunkenness. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what sort of planes do they fly around here? Uh, so you're asking, Are they planes? You're asking the table the Biggles is at? Uh, the... Sure, yeah. Alright. Who's oh, this friends? It looks way too sober. Why you sit down, kid? I just can hold my liquor better, son. Let me oh, show you how it's challenger. done. He's not even a pilot. <laughs> they all laugh like this is some horrendous joke. And they kick over a, a chair for you to sit down. And one of them kind of half in the glass, half on the table, sloshes out some of whatever they're drinking and pushes it over to you. All right. Uh, I suppose I need to make a physique roll now. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. If you drink it, sure. <laughs> I drink it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I slam it down. You, you've apparently uh, drank wood varnish before with no ill effects. Uh. <laughs> I can't keep up. I can't deal with the hangovers as well as these young whippersnappers, which is why I don't drink as much. Also, I'm uh, starting sober, unlike uh, yep. Biggles. All right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, it's pretty foul tasting stuff and pretty potent, but uh, apparently you're used to it. And they all laugh when uh, you, you know there's no effect to you at all. This is your friend here. He's all right. How do you get so wrinkled? I live in a long time. They Putting up your... with young pups like you, trying to drink me under the table. Pour, pour me your... another. And uh, just as uh, you're poured more uh, band on the stage, uh, the lights come on and uh, they start playing uh, uh, some popular music from the radios now. A little bit of swing music is what it seems like. But they're all using, uh, they've got these large double basses and uh, some, some kind of synthesized uh uh, piano sounding thing that's making uh, very odd sounds but musical uh, so yeah, they're alright uh, no singer they're just kind of playing background music I yeah. untense and uh, uh, stop blocking my line of sight of the uh, players with some random schmuck <laughs> once they prove they're actually musicians still don't trust them though right. the guy that just poured a drink to you that's bloody awful <laughs> He pulls out his punch card and slots it into the table. Uh, this is something that he, he didn't really notice because no one around your table was using this. And he slots it in the table and he slams down uh, on the left side of the table. And there above the uh, the chicken wire stage, a big red light and buzzer comes on. And the people that are around the table in the front start uh, jeering and start throwing bottles and glasses at the chicken wire. <laughs> Vote with your credits! <laughs> he points at the table. <laughs> uh, Bert, I just got uh, that small drop again. Should I just hang up and try to rejoin? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Uh, the fifth inning, because I'm you know, going, I'd do the same. <laughs> All right. So it's... Yeah, okay. uh, uh, several times other people are slotting uh, their cards at the table and these red lights are going off until the band is finally booed off the stage and a uh, uh, pretty little lady comes on uh, she's probably in her mid-twenties a green emerald uh, night dress on and uh, she has one of the guys stay and he just starts thrumming out this uh, kind of bass beat in the background and she starts singing 
And uh, within you know a few moments of her singing, so you see red lights, or excuse me, green lights going on above the stage, and people start clapping and uh, and calling out, not throwing <laughs> things at the uh, chicken wire. Hooray! <laughs> and I have rejoined, of course. Yes. So everybody at the table except for you, Vernon, are roaring drunk. <laughs> <laughs> What you guys, uh, what you, uh, what's slang for pilots, anyway? Uh, I use some slang term for pilots. What are you, Sky fly jockeys, boys? baby? Sky <laughs> jockeys. Sky Let's jockeys. go with that. They want to use fly boys. Oh, that's a grandiose term. We're haulers now. What you haulers flying nowadays? What they, what kind of craft they got you flying at? <laughs> Yeah, he nudges his friend. He says, he don't know. <laughs> we haul the shite. <laughs> Where do you think all the crap goes? Uh, in the sewer. But you don't got one, do you? Yeah, they just burst out laughing over there. Thanks, we got a sewer. I am proven wrong. Thank you, gentlemen. I pour him another drink. <laughs> It's all refined stuff. Uh, we sell it elsewhere. Truck it out of here. It's a fine tradition moving shape. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, uh, you're the only one here that's even cognizant at this point. Everyone is just laughing at everything and continuing mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> to drink this horrible, horrible varnish. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Jesse's crew, some of them are, uh, you know, they're looking at their watches. Some of them are just here to grab a quick meal and a drink and are catching the next, uh, next bus out. Uh, so about, you're, you're reduced by about half. So now it's your table. One other Jesse and about eight guys are still here. Uh, you know, they seem to have gotten some actual food along with the liquor and enjoying the festivities. Uh, bar is pretty, pretty packed. Uh, seems to be um, a lot of the populace here are, are flyers. Uh, it looks like they just came in right off the airfield. Other than that, a lot of techs. Uh, you got a few people here that are probably locals. No, nobody's wearing land. Some of these people aren't wearing lanyards. Like the pilots all have lanyards. You guys have lanyards. But some people here don't. <clears throat> Place is ruckus. It's loud. Uh, the, the good singer finally goes off the stage, replaced by another horrible band, uh, which is quickly booed and red-lighted off the stage. <clears throat> At some point, they just... Are they actually a horrible band, or is it just, <laughs> hey, that one was female, and these... doesn't matter how good they are. Uh, some of them are better than others. Uh, but eventually, they just turn on a radio in the background, and uh, it's the uh, tonight sports game is on. <laughs> from somewhere. Some, <laughs> somebody's drunk enough that they red light the sports game. <laughs> yeah, that mm. table gets stuff thrown at it. <laughs> yeah. Hooray, sports game! Alright, uh, rest of you guys pass doing time, anything? Pass time, pass time. Yeah, the food's actually not bad. I mean, you know, the vended out of a machine, it's pretty good. <laughs> at some point, I'm going to say, those are some nice, right fancy keys you guys have got there. Well, the key to the sewers or something. Ah, uh, storage bins. All right, I'm, I'm losing the accent, so I'm going to drop it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so he says, uh, yeah, it's like those of us that uh, do a lot of flying, uh, 
No, we uh, we've got uh, you know itinerants. We don't got uh, we can't keep the same place uh, from month to month, so we move around. And if we got uh, items that we want to keep, uh, rent storage bins. It says uh, he points like across from the airfield. It's like whole block of them over there. Damn good security too. Oh, what's uh, good about the security? Well, you need one of these here special keys to get in. Very special keys. They got armed guards and they got dogs. Damn dogs. They don't let you sleep in there. Let me tell you, they get mad if you sleep in there. Well, that's not right. Mm -mm. So, uh, am I dropped? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, Everything went quiet. I was scared. Uh, They don't let you sleep in there? Where are you supposed to sleep? We got to get you guys back to your bunks sometime. Well, they got flop houses on tarmac. They're not the quietest places to sleep. And of course, if we're between runs and we're here for a week or more, we can rent an apartment. Mm. Where are you going? Where are you staying tonight? Well, it's the racks tonight. We gotta head out in the morning. You best turn in then. Drink some water. Turn in? Bah. They'll roll us outside once we pass out. <laughs> you fly better that way, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, I got it in one. I was starting to think you were an exception. <laughs> uh, know a lot about flying, does he? <laughs> Man, you want to talk about uh, uh, joints on uh, death? <laughs> <laughs> and Vernon drops. Or did I drop everybody? You were there? I'm here. Okay. Oh, right, we're here. I'm here. Hey, just cut you out again. Yeah. Oh, well, I just uh, had a pithy rejoiner, so yes. that's all. It shall be forever lost. Uh, and it wasn't that pithy. It wasn't that pithy. <laughs> right. All right, guys. So, so what else is going on other than... Uh... How do these things work? How do these bentomats work? Why much does it cost to install them down here? All right. Uh, well, if you're really taking a look at it, uh, you're probably sitting there just plugging away your card just to see how everything works and pulling out things here and there. What you notice is that uh, there's a full kitchen back there. So what's going on is that the, the cooks are all on the other side, and as they get things done, they wrap it up and they stick it inside the uh, the various bins. So all the food is fresh, uh, fresh cooked. It's just uh, this is how they cut back on some of the labor, you know. You don't need people to bring stuff to the table if you just walk over to the machine here. <laughs> ah, this is ingenious. I would, I think I should possibly, I am definitely stealing the, can I make a roll reverse engineering to see if I can figure out how to do this? Like oh, you, can, you don't have to roll, you can do it yourself. Oh, okay. It just is not something that's really caught on in Metapole because they're a, a full-service kind of society, you know? You'd be taking work uh, away from somebody if you did this in Metapole. <laughs> so we can do it as a new fancy-style restaurant. Yep. I, I kind of see that you've got all kinds of, like, dishes, like, just kind of piled up because you're trying to uh, keep the thing moving to see what's going on. There are people I, uh, standing actually, behind you like, are you going to eat all that? 
You could know, probably put I'm it at. Uh, you could I probably put my table. I take it to my table. And then I um, also. Oh, tried... I see him just passing the food off to other people. Here, you take this. I'm watching how this thing works. <laughs> hey, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> You probably got a line behind you as people are like, he's just giving food away. <laughs> and, uh, I'll make sure to save some food for myself on the table, though. Be like, don't touch that. That's mine. I hit that. You know, I slap the head away. You can have this. <laughs> right. I'll stand next to him and watch him. <laughs> okay. And as he figures it out, I'll be writing everything down. I start packing my pipe. Yep. We'll have to move toward the storage containers sooner. This could increase efficiency at check-ahead quarters by a lot. <laughs> put Chef D out of business. I, I imagine think everyone that you would be put it at the train uh, station or else. Out of character, I think uh, uh, I think people would be happy because they make sure to get less rat. <laughs> oh, All is right. that what Chef D is famous for now? Wonderful. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, Vernon, you're occupied. Who else rolled really well on their notice? Oh, oh, that was... Uh, that was uh, Seymour. Seymour, okay. So, Seymour, while you're standing behind uh, <laughs> your friend here as he's trying to figure out these vending machines, uh, you notice that in one of the uh, darkened corners, there's a couple of guys that have been uh, pretty intent on watching your table. Uh, you know, You didn't think too much of it at first, but they've been there for a while now they haven't really seemed to move and uh and they're they're still kind of seeming to every now and then take a look over at your table not uh not just the table with biggles at it who's making enough noise that they're bringing all kinds of attention to them uh but your table as well what kind of people were these as a cut out on me were Uh, they the musicians nope nope Nope. Uh, you don't notice this uh, uh only seymour does yeah, it's kind of a darkened corner, so you can make out there's a couple guys back there. Looks like two, maybe three guys. Um, and they're situated just in such a way that they got a, a great view of the floor. And they just every every time you look back, it seems to you like they're staring at you or they're staring over at uh, your table. You just got mm-hmm. you know just got this feeling in the back of your neck that you're being watched. <laughs> okay. Um, who do I want to go up to? Well, Biggles is roaring drunk. Uh, at yeah, this point, yeah. we've reached the stage where we're acting out various battles. So we're actually getting up with our arms outstretched and we're um, running around the uh, cafe <laughs> bar. <laughs> so you've got a distraction if you want one. It is, is Warren the one that always looks for ID? Yes. Yes, okay. he is. That's me. That's what I thought. I want to casually go up to Warren and tell them that there's some very suspicious people over in the corner that I think you should check your ID. We don't have any jurisdiction up here. Yeah, but they look very suspicious, and they have kind of been watching us. Oh. So I think they they could be a threat to us. So you're 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 the best one with the IDs. You know what to All look right. for. Well, that's a that's a different kettle of swimming things. 
All right, then. Let's go and take a look at these people and their buddies. Go right. over to them and just... Hey, I want to see your IDs. You've been staring. There are right. three of them. Table? The wrong table? No, no, just, just wait a second. I also, I also want to go up to Warren, or, or the table that Warren's at, and say that table over there in the corner, I noticed them looking at you pilots and thinking, and they were kind of like laughing at you guys. And, oh, no. Do you mean or Vernon? all the stories you're doing. You mean Vernon's Warren. table? Yeah, yeah, Vernon's. Oh, damn. Oh. All right. Well, uh, well, Richard, uh, you head over. Uh, there is three guys in the corner. Uh, they seem to be drinking uh, coffee, uh, smoking cigars as you approach. Uh, you know, they're they're deliberately in a place of the bar that is uh, darkened and uh, you know just a bit quieter as well. Uh, so, what do you say as you approach? Hi, I want to check your IDs. All right, you've been staring at us all night, my companions tell me. I don't know who you are. Show me uh, your ideas. One of them uh, lays down a fairly impressively sized handgun on the table and just pats the end of the barrel. The other guy, uh, reaches, <laughs> over. The other guy reaches over, puts his hand uh, with the other guy and says, No, no. And uh, he turns to you and he stands up. He's an older guy. He's got a bit of gray in his hair. Uh, pretty stockily built, though. He leans over and he uh, he shows you uh, he pulls out a wallet and shows you what looks to be some kind of official uh, shield of some kind. He says, <clears throat> "Police." Ah, you're Edison's man. What do they call you? You got a name? I'm Brock. I mean, oh, I mean Blue Tops or like. Oh, uh, he doesn't. Of... Mr. Edison doesn't go out for that. We're just this constabulary. Oh, okay. Just here having a drink. Your table there. Just interest us. Didn't mean anything by it. Oh. Uh, quick question uh, for the GM. Yep. Uh, what uh, are the parameters for weapon carry on the Edison City? Ah. Uh. Something uh, we would probably yeah. know at yeah, this they point. Would have, they would have told you if anyone was armed, uh, you, yeah, you can carry weapons in Edison City. Uh, but oh, if you are apprehended uh, by the police and you've committed a crime, the penalties are quite severe if, it's, uh, if you've got a handgun in the committing of a crime. What about if you have a sword? <laughs> Same thing. I mean, if you basically have committed a crime and you've injured someone with a weapon, the fines are... Yeah, well, the penalties are quite severe. Uh, uh, do we... Uh, uh, are uh, tasers considered a different kettle of fish? Nope, still a weapon. One. Okay, so they Will make they no distinction between... Uh, the, you yeah, you you can get one or two shocks out of a taser before it's empty, uh, because the batteries are topped off whenever you're near a, a broadcast power. Yeah, and I was going to say, and they don't use broadcast power up here, so... Yeah, so they'll be good for one or two before the batteries dry. All right, that'll be fun. Uh, and uh, so they make no distinction between. Uh... Wow, is it yeah. just him? Does everyone uh, else? No, else it's, it's, uh, it is just him dropping so yeah. often. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's just me dropping. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, they make uh, no distinguishing. If you commit a crime with a weapon, it's pretty harsh punishment. All right. Uh, then for the record, the podcast record, Vernon has no weapons on him. <laughs> and remember, if you don't do the crime, if you can't do the crime, because I've seen that commercial way too many times. <laughs> All right. <sighs> anyway, he, uh, he tells the guy, he says, uh, Lieutenant, put the piece away. Everything's fine here. The guy slowly drops, <laughs> takes the weapon off the table, <laughs> puts it back in his coat. Mm, uh, just from... Hmm. I don't know. Down below, yes. From Terraforma. I had no idea who you were or what was going on. How do we recognize a police officer? Then... Well, we're off duty right now. Normally, we'd be wearing these around our necks. Lanyards are big up here. Much like yours. May I? You want to see his badge? Yeah. Yeah, he humors you. He tosses it over to you. All right. I'm just looking to see what sort of um, phrase they have on there, like protect and serve. Does this say kill, 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 or? Something like that. I'm just trying to get a general feel for... Hey, this is how they're perceived. uh, To keep the peace. Huh, okay. Interesting. Or the Latin for that. It would be a little fancier. It's a gold shield with... uh, It's an eagle with uh, its uh, wings outspread. And in its talon, um, it's holding uh, the little plaque that says uh, to keep the peace. Got an eagle. Mm Mm-hmm. Why have you got an eagle? What's that got to do with anything? Does it represent freedom of flying or something? Eh, Edison likes them. Weird. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, so, it's yeah, good this... to know who you are, then. <clears throat> so, and first then... time up? Yeah. Oh, you want to ask me questions now. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Have a seat. Yeah, all right. I'll take a seat. I have a question. What happened with the drunk people telling stories after they were told that these guys were laughing at them? (laughs) I'll get to that in a second. (laughs) Just want to make sure that's not forgot. Nope. (laughs) All right. Yeah, so, yeah, have a seat. Uh, The the guy talking to you, Brock, calls over one of the waitresses and uh, has her pour you some of, uh, well, you thought it was coffee. Um, It's certainly uh, black and rich smelling, uh, but it doesn't smell like coffee. What is it? What's the special brew we have over here? Not alcoholic at all. Keeps you sharp. (sighs) I push it away. (laughs) (laughs) Not here for that. Yeah, some of us find it relaxing. Pulls out a cigar, offers you one. Is and it around cocoa? And around that time. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Biggles, uh, your guys uh, roll up the sleeves and like, oh, talking mad about us. <laughs> Can't one be having them, any of that. One of them flips your table. You're not quite sure if it's on accident or not. And uh, one of them grabs the now empty booze bottle that uh, you've been drinking out of, 
slams it on the upturned edge of the table, uh, you know, causing the glass to spray everywhere. And he's got a, a sharp jaggy in that he's taken with him. And they're marching over to where uh, <laughs> you notice uh, your your buddy is sitting calmly at the table, having a conversation. <laughs> so you're drunk, but you're not out of it. Uh, <laughs> I'm with them. You're, you're going to back them? You're going to follow them? Yep. Follow it together. All right. So uh, I grab the back of his uh, coat if I can and haul him, keep him from marching forward. <laughs> uh, Jameis, does your character have a physique rating at all? Nope. Nope. Then, yeah, Vernon, you can easily hold him at bay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Everybody now has the impression that I was minding pickles the entire time. I don't understand why I'm not moving forward. Yeah, <laughs> your legs are moving. <laughs> Man, they're uh, so far away. <laughs> so Warren, you're having this conversation, and uh, you know he's poured out this hot liquid and uh, offered you a cigar. Uh, just as he's offered it to you, you uh, feel a presence behind you as three looming individuals kind of stand behind you. Uh, <laughs> one of them starts waving a broken bottle around. This says, right. Here y'all making fun of pilots. Huh? We were discussing the differences between up here and down there. Oh, so you're saying the down there pilots are better than us? <laughs> you're a down there pilot. Yeah, that's them. That's what they say to you. Yeah. All right. There you go. Now, uh, Brock, Hi, Brock back. calmly just sips in on, on his beverage and says, boys, no need for trouble here. No one's saying anything. And uh, he's interrupted. It's like, it's like, oh, we heard it. And then he kind of yells out to the crowd, everybody heard it, right? And uh, as this is now becoming another form of entertainment, people at the other tables are greenlighting this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we heard it. Uh, yeah, the burly guys, two of them kind of uh, uh, start sliding the table uh, out between uh, the, the officers and them, which is an interesting feat considering the tables are bolted to the floor. Doesn't seem <laughs> to stop him as he slides the table away. It's, the tops of the bolts are sheared off. Uh, Warren, you said you, you stood up? <laughs> yeah, and moved to the side as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm, there's now there's no longer. So they, so they're both sta standing facing one another now, yes, right? Yes. Yes. With no table right. in between. There's nothing between them. The nothing between them. <laughs> Whoops! I have stumbled and accidentally pushed the guy, one of the police guys, into the uh, crowd. Which one? It's there. The guy that went for his gun, or uh, Brock? Who's oh, uh, I guess not. I guess not the one who looks as though he's going to kill everybody. <laughs> Yeah, just the guy who's gonna beat them mercilessly. <laughs> Alright. Uh so you're gonna you're gonna pretend to trip and you're gonna push him where? Into the group of pilots. Okay. I am provoking the fight. That Go is what I Give me a provoke roll. What am I looking for here? Physique this to is... push him, athletics to do it. No, no, just make a provoke roll. Did you have provoke? 
don't even think that's a skill. Uh, yeah, it is a skill. I've yeah. got it. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't have that at all. I had uh, no idea that was a thing. Sure, just roll 4D fudge. Yeah, let's see what happens. Oh, wow. Oh, no, oh. that's plus one. That should not have said that. So that's oh. like flat neutral. Flat neutral, okay. Um, all right, so it, it's uh, with, at a flat neutral. Uh, it's it's a little inelegant. You still get what you were going for, but uh, there's going to be a, a negative side effect to it uh, in that you you step poorly, uh, and as you push the guy into him, and you know the fight is on. I mean, he goes right into it. Unfortunately, you've positioned yourself so you're right in the middle of the fight. Got dragged into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's, I was uh... going to do something about that anyway. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. That's fine. <coughs> Ronan rubs his head. Uh, oh, man. All right, yeah, bar fight's on. Uh, mm. To his credit, the guy with the gun doesn't immediately start shooting people, uh, but he does apparently have a you know, either a, a roll of coins in his pocket or something. Is he's got an incredibly heavy fist as he starts pummeling uh, one of the brutes, uh, and it's uh, the, the Brock who appears to be uh, the leader of the, the police is trying to talk the guys down, but they're having none of it. Uh, and pretty soon some other pilots join in. It's like, hey, you know, they're going after our brothers. And, uh, yeah, and pretty soon it's just an open melee. Well, uh, my idea for my reason for provoking this fight is just like. so that I can take uh, one of the keys that they have so we can compare it to our own and they okay. won't notice it missing in the skull. All right, so uh, you're going to be caught in the middle of this. And if you want to try and uh, do something, uh, give me a... Let's see what would be a, a kind of a sleight of hand sort of skill. Uh, burglary. Burglary. Uh, yeah, that would be a good one. If you can come up with another one, Richard, that would be equally as useful. No, only F. Uh, only athletics or maybe that height. Really cover it. Um. Attack. Uh, no, I'm looking for, if you're trying to do this without being seen, noticed, like you're yeah. trying to grab it while the guy is engaged and not be noticed, I'm going to say probably burglary. Well, I mean, I can wait until he's, somebody's been knocked out on the ground yep, that and you scoop can do. it up from there, yeah, or that whatever, I mean, so, whatever uh, it comes about. In the meantime, don't get hit. Yeah, well, the quickest me- yeah, it's just whatever the quickest method is to get a thing and get out of the fight. Well, uh, that's just it. How, how do you want to do it? If you want to wait for someone to be cold-cocked and laying out and grab it, Definitely won't require you to uh, to try and burglar it. If you're going to try yeah. and do it while someone's yes, conscious, that is what we would do. Great. Okay, give me an athletics roll to try and avoid being pummeled to death by people around you. Uh, oh, is that bigger than your burglar still? Minus one. So you got what? A plus one. Plus one. Okay. Yeah, uh, you managed to dodge a few fists that were inexpertly and drunkenly aimed towards you. Uh, so you're ducking and weaving around. Um, right now, the fight just kind of broke out, so no one's been laid out cold just yet. What are the rest of you guys doing? We stop in the middle of the action here, and we'll pick up in part two. Music in this podcast was created by Kevin McLeod. More great music can be found at his website at incompetech.com. 
If you enjoy the show, we would love to hear from you. You can find links to our public forums, the software that we use, and other information at our homepage at bluemagic.com. That's B-L-U-M-A-G-I-K. Reviews on iTunes, recommends at rpgpodcasts.com, and email to steamstealmurder at gmail.com are also appreciated. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.